you feel helpless when you keep trying to get back on the fitness and health wagon with little or no success? Exercise does not have to be an all-or-nothing approach to good health. Welcome to You Only Stronger with your host, fitness expert Michael Skog. You'll learn how to make small and larger changes you can apply, no matter what your age or fitness level is. Get ready to take charge of your fitness and glory years. Now, here's Michael Skog. And good morning, guys. It's Monday. Uh, It's actually Monday for me. Normally, I'm kind of rubbing it in your face that uh, today is my day off. And today is not my day off. I have a full one today. Um, And it is actually going to be launching into a a project with Wounded Warrior. So I'm kind of excited about that. Even though I'm, I'm on the clock on Monday... Uh, I got a cool project that I'm working on. I will, I will talk about that as it evolves. Um, so, just uh, just a shout out. Uh, this weekend uh, was a was the first stand up paddle race here in Portland for the season, and um, it was a great turnout. And uh, my buddy Manny, he did great. He podiumed, and uh, and he should have. Um, he uh, he's strong. I'm uh, I'm working with this guy. And uh, it's almost like my new bromance, as I was told by uh, Kate, (laughs) my right hand at the gym. Anyway, um, so today we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about nutrition part two. And there's going to be a part three, I'm sure of it, because I have so much stuff to cover yet. And uh, today I, I'm going to, I'm going to. Start up where I left off last week, which was sugar. Um, sugar is, well, sugar and sugar substitutes. So I, I don't want to just leave you with gloom and doom. I want to leave you with hope and also a direction on where to go to get your sweet. Um, I feel like I have a pound of shit in each cheek this morning because I ate lots of sugar yesterday. I wanted to test my theory and guess what? <laughs> My theory stands true. It's not a theory. It's fact, folks. Sugar is bad for you. It's it's an inflammatory. And and right now, when I when I smile, um, my cheeks ride up into my eyes, and um, and it's just because I'm holding a lot of extra a lot of extra water in my face from uh, from sugar. And I drank yesterday as well. In fact, I was hanging out with a buddy uh, last night. And uh, this buddy of mine is in the same line of work. He is a fitness professional, and this guy's uh, focus, his his specialty is uh, fixing bodies like mine, but he works with um, primarily an elderly group. And, uh, and it's I don't think he went out after that group, but it just kind of happened because it seems like more people are, are injured and doing stuff about it when uh, they hit their later later days. But he and I were talking and um, and drinking, um, and he brought up something that I thought was very poignant, and and it was all about health insurance. All right, so um, let's talk about health insurance just for a second because this really um, this this struck a struck a chord with me. Um, we buy health insurance in case we're sick, right? In case we get sick or injured. That's when we uh, utilize health insurance. But really, 
what's what we're buying is we're buying sick insurance sick insurance um you know we we utilize our our insurance when we get sick we don't utilize our insurance to get healthy so really what is health insurance i'll tell you what health insurance is health insurance is what i sell so i sell you or my buddy david sells you the means to get healthy to keep you from using your sick insurance right so um exercise does a lot for you it doesn't just make you look good or feel good it uh, it's the best medicine out there and there's so many studies there's a lot of data out there to prove that that is exactly the case so uh health insurance or sick insurance you choose where do you want to invest your money and yeah it's going to cost you a little bit for health insurance you know outside of your sick insurance because uh, we know that's not cheap either but man prevention prevention is the way um you don't want to you don't want to be behind that that curve so all right on it on to our topic sugar um we're hardwired and have been all our lives to seek out sugar sources. And uh, back in the old days, and I'm just going to recap what I talked about last week as I launched this. Back in the old days, finding sugar was tough. Um, you found it in in bark, in berries, honey, um, fruit, things like that. Uh, and you were subject to growth cycles. So if it was the dead of winter, the chances of you finding honey or fruit was slim to none. Well, of course, depending on the region you lived in. So sugar was a coveted uh, commodity. And, uh, but it also, it, it, kept, it kept people from uh, affecting their body the way um, sugar does nowadays. So now you fast forward to today and... <clears throat> We consume two to three pounds of sugar a week, and that's, uh, you know, refined sugar, and it's in everything. It's in everything, sauces. Um, in fact, uh, I'm going to challenge you to start looking at labels, and um, and here's something that I would, this is what I'm going to leave you with at the end of the show, but I'm going to give it to you right now to chew on. Stay away from high fructose corn syrup, period. Do not do not consume that. It is not only a sugar, but it is a chemical. And it is one that isn't natural. Um, and I will talk about that in, a, uh, in an upcoming uh, episode. I'm going to talk about GMOs, genetically modified organisms. I'm going to talk about glycemic index, which is a big one. That's a good one. And I'm also going to, uh, I'm going to discuss supplementation because we need it. We need supplementation because our food is not the same that it used to be. It's not the same that your uh, same food your grandparents ate. Um, the old the old saying an apple a day kept the doctor away. Well, that doesn't hold true today because that apple today is not the same apple that your grandparents ate. It might uh, might take you oh, I don't know, five apples to equal that one. So, supplementation that's a big one. Back to sugar. Uh, just to give you an idea, a, a soda contains 10 sugar cubes. Sugar cube is approximately four grams of sugar. Uh, 
So every time you have a soda, you are ingesting 10 sugar cubes. And that is a large amount. And you got to know that there's going to be some sort of effect, cumulative for certain, but you're going to feel that crash um, as as your uh, as your your body starts to respond, as your insulin uh, gets secreted to meet that sugar load, that demand. And what happens is, if what you're taking in cannot be met by your pancreas, which produces your insulin, um, that extra that extra sugar gets stored as fat, and that's not fat is is really the um, that's your secondary issue. What your primary issue is, is what it does to your body. It's an inflammatory agent. It, it inflames tissue, and it doesn't matter uh, the tissue type. Uh, muscle, connective tissue, skin. I mean, my face is a, a perfect example of that. My face feels swollen. I feel like, I feel like my cheeks are riding up into my periphery. Because I had sugar. And I tell you what, my, I'm really sensitive to it now because I, I walk a straight and narrow. Um, it's just not worth it to me to, uh, to give up how I feel the next day um, to binge and, and overload the day prior. So something to leave you with. Okay, here, here, you know, I have a lot of notes. So forgive me if you hear my papers ruffle or if you see them pass in front of my camera. Um, I am streaming live, by the way. Um, over the last 20 years, uh, citizens in the U.S. were consuming uh, roughly 135 pounds of sugar per year. So I talked about two to three pounds a week. That's 135 a year. Now let's go backwards in time. Um, in the 1900s or early 1900s, that number was about five pounds per year and cardiovascular disease and cancer was virtually unknown. So, um, you know, there's a corollary there and I'm going to continue to, uh, create this path. All right. So you can, uh, you can draw from it what you need, and I'm not going to tell you to give up sugar. I will never tell you to do anything that you don't want to do. Uh, well, that's not true. I will do that. But I'm just going to encourage you to, um, to find your sweet somewhere else, naturally occurring. Um, and with that, let's talk about honey is a natural substitute. Honey is, um, well, it's natural. That's great, right? But... Honey has the highest uh, calorie content of all sugars. So just because you made a switch from table sugar to honey doesn't mean you're doing yourself any favors when it comes to your, uh, your well, your insulin release, okay? Because that's really what it's about. That's really what it's about. Um, so, and here's a, <laughs> here's a fun fact, and I probably already shared this, but I think it's so fun, I'm going to share it again. Uh, bears are the only animal that suffer from tooth decay. Wild, wild animals. That is. I mean, I've, I've met plenty of uh, dogs um, that have uh, funky, rotten teeth, and I'm sure that's an effect of, that's due to their owner and uh, diet practices. But anyway, I digress. So uh, yeah, bears. How about that tooth decay? Um, only animal. They eat honey, don't they? Ah, yes. So this is how it works. Um, Well, I already talked about how um, your pancreas has to meet your sugar intake load. 
And if you can envision two containers, um, one container is what your body already has stored for insulin. One container is what your body, it's empty. It's waiting for sugar to come in as you eat. So you eat a Snickers bar and let's say that's 50 grams of sugar. Well, if your container, your empty one, can only take 30 grams of sugar every time you bring sugar in, then you have an extra 20 grams and it's got to go somewhere. And it goes to your liver. And then from there, it gets distributed elsewhere, all right? Whether that's um, in other organs, which is where it goes. I talked about being an inflammatory agent. Well, you will get plenty of uh, intestinal distress from consuming sugar. Uh, that is an organ that is affected by our diet in a large fashion. Um, so uh, that's where that's what happens. That excess that that fills up the rest of that container spills over, and uh, and it gets distributed according to um, well, probably the the path of least resistance. All right. So you also end up not just with belly fat, but you end up with visceral fat. So that's fat around your organs, and that's never a good thing. Um, know this. I like, well, I love sugar. Sugar is my crack. I've said that before. And the only time I I really ingest sugar besides yesterday <laughs> is um, just before my workout or just after. Now, just before, you want to eat the kind of sugar that's going to provide you fuel or maybe it's going to be a simple sugar that gives you a big spike that um, that maybe is going to um, get you through some sort of heroic effort, all right? Then after your workout, your body, you have about a half hour window. That half hour is uh, your body's aching for a glucose uptake because you've used it all after or during your workout. So you need to uh, replace what you've uh, depleted during your workout with, with a protein source and a, a uh, glucose source. And the best way to do that is to drink it. All right, don't eat it because the digestive process can go a lot longer than 30 minutes. So if you drink it, the assimilation time is much quicker. You can uptake quicker. So uh, drink it. Uh, I had a guy last week ask me, um, what should I do for a post-workout meal, some sort of recovery drink? And he didn't care what it cost. He was going to spend the money on it. And I, 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 gave him, I gave him my take. I like my sugar, a simple sugar right after my workout. So you take protein powder and maybe a Powerade and, uh, and you mix the two together and hopefully you have the right flavor combination. And bam, there you go. That's a really good one. So... Um, if you're looking for a recovery drink, you know, I just gave you an idea, um, but try to get those two components in there, those, uh, those macros, sh- uh, simple sugar and, um, and protein. Now, that is the only time I'm going to vote in favor of sugar other than its flavor. Uh, okay, so let me move on through my notes here. Negative effects of sugar. Sh- sugar increases the aging process. Um, it, it affects your hair, right? Makes it thin and brittle. It, uh, it gives you premature gray, okay? Um, 
your skin, your, it, it, it affects your skin. It ages your skin. So there is, hey, if nothing else, for those of you that want to fight, fight the clock, give up sugar and stay young. Um, sugar increases inflammation in the joints and organs. Talked about that. It uh, upsets the balance of intestinal flora, causing bloating, gas, and distress. Yeah. I can attest to that. Causes headaches. I have a headache right now. It's a real low grade. It's it's what I refer to as my sugar hangover. Yeah, I did drink yesterday, but not enough to uh, to really leave a mark like that. But um, man, this is a confessional, isn't it? I just realized that's what this is turning into. But that's okay. Just so you know, guys, I'm I'm just like you. I am not. Um, I am not the nutrition and fitness Nazi that, uh, that maybe I project and, uh, or, or you get a read from, I'm just like you. I, I exercise though, because it's my job. So I exercise a lot and that gives me a big leg up. I can stay, um, I can stay ahead of my metabolism and that's my trick. So if you want, if you, uh, you want to follow that trick while well, getting into the fitness world, no, nah, don't get in the fitness world. It, it's it's a tough world. Um, you don't make a lot of money. Anyway, I digress. Uh, sugar can cause headaches, insomnia, aggression, panic attacks, irritability, mood swings, and depression. Don't we know it? Don't we know it? Long-term sensitivity may result in type 2 diabetes. That's adult onset diabetes. That's the kind of, that's that's the one that you can control. You do not have to just Take that hand and deal with it. Oh, we're heading into our break. That was quick. I got to look at my monitor more often. So this is Michael Skog, and I will see you shortly. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Michael Skog has created an at-home workout program available through VirtualSkog.com. VirtualSkog is used in 38 countries worldwide. It's a program created for all ability levels with workout progressions built in. There are over 90 workouts to choose from. These workouts range from 20 minutes to just over an hour. All of the workouts are downloadable to the app to use later. Content includes kettlebell, bodyweight exercises, and yoga with new material added monthly. Visit virtualscog.com today. Voice America is going live from Phoenix Comic Fest 2018. Tune in voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Check out all the fan favorites as we give you an inside look into the latest and greatest in film and television with on-site exclusive celebrity interviews, cosplay, comics, geekdom, and more May 25th and 26th starting at 1 p.m. Join the Voice America executives and Hollywood executives Summer Helene as we broadcast live on location. Check out hashtag Voice America, hashtag Behind the Scenes, and hashtag DYIG to follow the latest action on social media. Listen live at voiceamerica.com forward slash 
live events. Voice America CEO Jeff Spinard and VP Ryan Treasure will be live on site at 2 p.m. Friday for a special broadcast of Finding a Frequency Radio. Then join Hollywood bad guys Summer Helene on Behind the Scenes Live at 4 p.m. Tune in. Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is You Only Stronger with Michael Skog. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to michael at skogkettlebell.com. Now, back to You Only Stronger. All right, for those of you that were with me before we went into the break, I just shot all kinds of holes in sugar, and now I'm going to give you some options. And um, and before I uh, wrap that, I just want to tell you that um, when you are making your selection um, and you have a, a selection of artificial sweeteners to choose from, um, I'm going to give you the order that you should choose in. Stevia or Truvia. Number one, that's your first choice. Um, it is natural, but they did, you know, there's a process to put it in a packet. So uh, it falls under artificial sweetener, um, even though it is natural. It's made from a, a plant. Um, then saccharin. Saccharin is pink. That's sweet and low. From there we go to uh, equal. That's blue. And then dead last is um, Splenda, all right? Splenda, no good. Um, that's sucralose, and I'm going to talk about all this stuff right now. So the first one, saccharin. Remember saccharin? That was uh, that was really introduced with Tab, Tab Cola, the pink can of soda. Um, there were there was a lot of controversy surrounding this thing about how it um, how it affected lab rats and how it affected their livers, but the amount of saccharin needed to actually do damage was astronomical. So I would not be that concerned about your saccharin intake. I don't think you're going to be able to take in enough to do any damage, any tissue damage. Uh, but with that said, just know this: it's a chemical. It's um, it's not good for you. It's unnatural. So, and 
in a, a world of uh, choose this, not that, choose that. Okay, choose saccharin over the others. Uh, aspartame, aspartame, equal or nutrisweet. sweet. This is the blue. Blue's okay. Um, blue's okay, but it has been uh, it has been uh, cited as the cause a a um, a pooling of formaldehyde in the brain, and that sounds terrible to me. Um, that's a chemical, obviously, and it uh, does damage to your uh, your central nervous system, your immune system, and may cause genetic trauma. All right. So that was my number two choice. Actually, my number three choice. I didn't throw stevia in there yet. That's coming. Um, Sucralose. This is yellow. 600 times sweeter. Now, there's something about uh, sucralose and uh, Splenda and the FDA that um, that isn't – it's not a good thing for you and I as the consumer. Um, That – Sucralose started off as a uh, as a a bug killer and as a weed spray. So um, they were in in testing periods, and and the scientist dipped his finger in it and tasted it. And who the hell is going to do that? That's quite a test. But um, dipped his finger in it and tasted it and noticed it was sweet. But they also, um, according to their test, they were one molecule off from uh, from really hitting their mark and being a, a a good pesticide. An effective one, so they um, they took a different route. They turned it into an artificial sweetener, and it's one of those sweeteners that you find in all kinds of stuff because um, it's heat, it's stable. You can you can cook with it, um, so it made it a product that had a wide usage. Um, but again, I would caution you: stay away from it. It can do a lot of bad. A lot of bad. Well, the ones I named off, bad. Here, here we go. Stevia. Stevia is an herb. Um, it's been around for a long, long time. Um, I'm a fan of Truvia. Truvia is stevia, but it has a sugar alcohol um, additive to it. Um, and I believe it's erythritol. Um, and what's nice about it is it's not overpowering when it comes to the sweetness and it has a nice, grittier, granular texture. So you get the feel of sugar and you get the taste of sugar. So your brain is pretty happy with that. Plus, it's natural. So if you're going to do anything, do stevia as your alternative. Agave nectar, that's not a, that's not a good alternative either. That, even though it's, um, it's purportedly as being uh, natural, it's not because agave as it stands, is not sweet. It has to go through a process to actually become a syrup. And anything that's processed should stay away from your shopping list. You know, we're all, I'm all about whole foods, all about it. I'm about supplement, supplementation too, but I'm all about eating uh, the right stuff, not processed stuff. Um, sugar alcohols. You know, that's one of those uh, curious things that – that maybe um, maybe we really don't understand. Um, a sugar alcohol. Uh, it was it was introduced many years ago as a um, as a sugar alternative, um, 
but it's not like it was something you could go out and buy and use to cook with. Uh, it was already in place inside of processed items. Uh, I remember when Russell Stover introduced its uh, its first sugar-free candy, and sugar alcohol was the magic behind it. Now, um, if you've ever gone down that path, you know that if you eat too much sugar alcohol, it goes right through you. You, um, yeah, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be shitting like a goose. So, if you if you haven't had that lesson yet, I'm gonna caution you now. Do not. Um, overdue sugar alcohol because you think, woohoo, I'm eating sugar free. I can do as much as I want. Um, and I've got a, you know, I got a story about that, and I won't tell you because I, I, I've told it too much. But um, of all sugar alcohols, erythritol is the best. It's the best. The body, the body processes it like it's well close to natural, like seventy percent close to natural. Um, so you don't get the uh, the intestinal issues, the bloat, the gas, all that stuff. Um, anyway, so that's my, that is my block on sugar. My conclusion with sugar is, um, give it up, give it up. I, I, last week I gave you guys marching orders to give up your simple sugar and just deal with naturally occurring like in fruits and uh, vegetables, give up your processed sugar. It'll take you about three days, three days to kick that, that craving, um, once you get through those three days, you're good to go. You will feel great. You will perform better. Um, and I don't mean just physically. I mean mentally as well. So um, give up your sugar. It's a big one. That's uh, a big one for me. All right, where are we at here? Oh, we're doing fine. Good fat versus bad fat. This is a big one. Remember back in the 70s when, um, well, maybe you don't, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway. Back in the 70s, uh, there was a big push, the low-fat push. Um, talk about misinformation. Low-fat is not the way to go. Uh, in fact, we made too many health sacrifices by just embracing a buzzword, the low-fat word, because it worked for us. As consumers, we thought low-fat, that meant no fat on us. Well, that is not the case. And I'm going to pick on milk for a second. Uh, skim milk. You take the fat, the milk fat out of skim milk, and and what do you have left? You have a blue water, right? That's what it looks like anyway. Uh, but you have the lactose. You have the sugar. The sugar is left. So you've got, you've taken out the good stuff of from skim milk, and that is the milk fat and the protein. So uh, what's left is just nothing more than than the ability for you to say, yeah, I drink milk. <laughs> I drink skim milk. So don't drink skim milk. I'm going to tell you that. All right. I, you know, in the last block, I said, I'm going to tell you, um, I'm not going to tell you not to do things. Well, that's not true. Don't do skim milk. Um, I also shot holes in dairy last week. Remember, dairy, dairy, we're not wired for dairy. Um, we we lose that at about seven or eight years old. That enzyme that helps us break down that that uh, lactose. So um, give up dairy. You know there are alternatives. Um, saturated fat was vilified for years. Um, you know that's the way our society works. We need to point our finger at something and say bad thing, whatever that thing is, bad thing, because that makes us feel better knowing that we can identify the villain. Saturated fat is not that villain. 
trans fats are trans fats are like uh, corn oil um, cottonseed oil soybean oil um, just to name a few uh, those are canola oil you know those are bad um, and you know what's really bad is is the process that they go through called hydrogenation that's where they um, they Combine a hydrogen a hydrogen atom to the fat to uh, solidify it or to thicken it up. Plus, it prolongs its shelf life, and that's really what it was about. It was to keep these oils from going rancid, um, and they do go rancid still. But by by adding this hydrogen atom to it, what they've done is they've brought these oils um, within one molecule of being a plastic. So you eat the, when you dip into that uh, that tub of margarine, just know that um, that that tub is uh, just a molecule away from plastic. And here's something: you can set a tub of margarine on a picnic table outside with the cover off, and insects won't eat it. Nothing's gonna eat it. Uh, and uh, you you put butter out there, different story. Butter's gone. So I'm gonna tell you to eat butter all day long. Butter has saturated fat in it, and it is a good fat. I eat butter on everything. I cook in butter. So um, here's something else kind of uh, curious. You pull a tub of margarine out of the fridge and it's spreadable, right? You pull butter out of the fridge and you got to wait until it uh, comes to room temperature before you can move it around. What does that tell you? That tells you that there's a whole lot of chemical in there that's making that, uh, that, that item usable like that, easily used, spreadable out of the fridge. Hard to imagine. All right. Uh, for decades, Americans, you know, we've been told that saturated fats clog arteries and cause heart disease. And guess what? There is zero proof that that's the case. Uh, there is a, um, I'm going to read this hypothesis. This was a study done uh, back in 53 by a, a doctor named Ansel Keys. It's called a diet heart hypothesis. And the, uh, it, the published paper was titled Arthrosclerosis, a Problem in Newer Public Health. Now, what is arthrosclerosis? That is a buildup of plaque in your arteries, and it's thought to be caused by cholesterol and high fat. Well, um, yes and no. Yes and no. And I'll get into that right now. Uh, so this study took um, – it took – well <laughs> – only six countries made it into the uh, into the hypothesis, and of these six countries, the units the United States was one of them. And what they did is they compared us with uh, Canada, Australia, England, Italy, and Japan, um, and they measured our heart disease uh, level. They didn't factor in anything other than just cherry-picked data, and that was the actual heart disease um, reference, okay? They didn't factor in things like, um, oh, pollution, unclean water, smoking, lifestyle. They didn't factor in all these things, activity level, all these things that affect us and our heart health. And you know what? 
there were 22 countries that entered into this study and only six were picked. And, uh, and of the six that were picked, we came in last. So it looked like we were last place and it was all about saturated fat because we ate too much meat as a society and that's not the case. Well, maybe we do, but saturated fat is not the culprit. Saturated fat, in fact, is animal fat, and that's the good fat. That's the fat we need to eat in order to burn the body fat that we carry. So um, give up on on uh, <laughs> giving up saturated fat. So if you're going to eat a cut of meat, eat something that's got some marbling to it. And man, your your taste buds will be happy too, not just your heart. So it's heart healthy to eat fat. Um, and how about this? You know, back to um, all those other um, elements that weren't factored in to that study. You know, I talked about lifestyle and inactivity. Um, I just learned this. There was a study done by the uh, Department of Transportation. Um, uh, the trains and the buses, they, uh, this study uh, was was to see what the longevity was past retirement for people that worked in the D- Department of Transportation. And the two control groups that they that they grabbed were the conductors or the drivers. So the conductors of the train or the drivers of the bus. And then the ticket takers. The ticket takers were the guys that are running around, doing laps, up and down stairs. They were on their feet all day moving. So what they did is um, is they measured how long these people lived past retirement, and uh, and the bus drivers, the guys who sat down, who weren't active during their day, they only lived two years past retirement. That was that was the average, and that's kind of scary, right? Two years past retirement. So what is that? Sixty-seven, maybe. Well, the other guys that were active, they lived fifteen years past retirement age. So what does that tell you? That tells you that exercise kept them alive. It prolonged their life. Um, Now, I can't guarantee what their quality of life was, but a longer life seems like a better life to me. I don't want to burn out. I don't want to burn out before I'm due. So um, exercise plays a huge part in not just quality of life, but length of life. Um, so I, you know, I, I can't tell you enough, you know, back to how I segued into this whole segment about health insurance, that exercises health insurance, the stuff you buy from Providence or Blue Cross Blue Shield, that's sick insurance. All right. So stay away from using sick insurance and, and, and buy a good policy in health insurance. Anyway, I won't hit you with that again. That's enough, right? All right, what are we though? But we are a we are a society that likes to sit down. In fact, it almost seems as if our success is measured by how much we sit down. Um, government recommendation in '77, Congress made it a government policy to recommend a low-fat diet, based primarily on the opinions of health experts who supported the diet heart hypothesis. That was the one I just read, that Ansel Keys study. All right, so check that out. I mean, the government got involved, and they um, they wanted they wanted recommendations to be made to go low fat. And why do you think that is? I'll tell you why that is, because big agriculture, controlled by the government, 
is at, ah, good morning, Kevin, um, is at the heart of this. Big agriculture, money, money, cash crops, soybean, soybean and corn. You know, I talked about the different oils, corn oil, soybean oil. Those are, um, those are big no-nos. Those are things I want you to stay away from. Those are trans fats. No good for you. So uh, that's why they, um, they made, this, they made uh, this policy to recommend low fat. Low fat's not the way to go, folks. Eat fatty. It tastes better anyway. It just tastes better. Um, let me see. Keto diet. All right. Uh, I want to talk about the keto diet. I talked about it a little bit in uh, in past in a past episode, and you're going to hear about it again in an upcoming episode. But the keto diet is something uh, your body switches from its fuel source. It switches from glucose as its fuel to um, uptaking and upregulating fat. Now that fat is either ingested or it's body fat. Um, but know this, it takes time. It takes time for your body to make that adjustment. So don't think that you can just casually enter into that that uh, nutrition plan and think you're going to get great results. You're not. It takes a little while. And it is a an exercise and discipline. And it's also, also miserable. Um, imagine... Um, well, imagine giving up sugar for one, but giving up uh, carbohydrate sources, um, that'd be tough as well. And a lot of uh, keto diets come with an intermittent fasting requirement. And um, I don't know about you, but fasting is not in my cards. In fact, um, I've talked about metabolism already. The more frequently you eat, the more healthy your metabolism works. So that really doesn't work according to that according to that equation so um eat eat your fat eat your uh, good carbs all right and i'll wrap all this up with um with some real sound advice so here's a study almost uh well 350,000 subjects far more than statistically significant the study showed no significant evidence in an elevation in cardiovascular disease as a result of fat. So you know that um, even though Big Ag was behind this, they could not, they they couldn't cook the books on that one because the evidence wasn't there. And uh, there are more fats to our diet. A lot more. Um, in fact, I'm going to talk about the uh, importance of omegas in some of our cooking oils. And um, I'm, going to, I'm going to leave you with that. And I'll see you in three minutes. This is Michael Scog with you only stronger on the Voice America Network. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Michael Skog has created an at-home workout program available through virtualskog.com. Virtual Skog is used in 38 countries worldwide. It's a program created for all ability levels with workout progressions built in. There are over 90 workouts to choose from. These workouts range from 20 minutes to just over an hour. All of the workouts are downloadable to the app to use later. Content includes kettlebell, bodyweight exercises, and yoga with new material added monthly. Visit virtualscog.com today. Voice America is going live from Phoenix Comic Fest 2018. Tune in voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Check out all the fan favorites as we give you an inside look into the latest and greatest in film and television with on-site exclusive celebrity interviews, cosplay, comics, geekdom, and more May 25th and 26th starting at 1 p.m. Join the Voice America executives and Hollywood executives Summer Helene as we broadcast live on location. Check out hashtag Hashtag Voice America, hashtag Behind the Scenes, and hashtag DYIG to follow the latest action on social media. Listen live at voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Voice America CEO Jeff Spinard and VP Ryan Treasure will be live on site at 2 p.m. Friday for a special broadcast of Finding a Frequency Radio. Then join Hollywood bad guys Summer Helene on Behind the Scenes Live at 4 p.m. Tune in, Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio voiceamerica.com forward slash live events have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings at the voice america talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for voice america This is You Only Stronger with Michael Skog. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to michael at skogkettlebell.com. Now, back to You Only Stronger. And we're back, and uh, I blew right through that uh, that second commercial break, and um, it felt like it. <laughs> it seemed like a long one. Anyway, I want to I want to uh, start wrapping this up. I thought I had two segments left, so I gotta I gotta hop on this. Uh, omega fats, get your omegas in. Now I'm just gonna cut to the chase and say, take fish oil. All right. Those are essential fatty acids. We need them. That's why they're called essential. We need them. So make sure you take fish oil, and there's a whole mess of reasons to do so, and I'll give you a couple. One is it's heart healthy. Uh, Two, it's good for your skin and your connective tissue. And three, it's good for your metabolism. So get your, take your omegas. Fish oil is a great way to go. Krill Krill oil is another great way to go. But get your omegas in. Very important. Um, What else? What else do I want to leave you with when I'm talking about fats? No trans fat, okay? No Crisco, no shortening, none of that stuff. That's bad for you. Um, Oils. 
vegetable oils do not cook in vegetable oils if it's hydrogenated stay away from it period all right if it's expeller pressed it's a little or cold pressed it's a little better than hydrogenation actually it's a lot better but it's still a bad compound it's still bad oil it's if you're dealing with um cottonseed and safflower and sunflower oil and corn oil and canola oil you're doing you're dealing with the wrong oils use things like olive oil um coconut oil for certain avocado oil uh, walnut oil Uh, there's there's a number of nut oils sesame peanut use those as well they're they're very heat stable Um, do not cook with olive oil you heat olive oil up and it becomes a useless uh, a useless fat. It actually loses its its value. So if you're going to cook, I suggest you cook with coconut oil or avocado oil. Uh, what's nice about both of those is you can heat it up um, to real high temperature and get a nice crisp on your food. Plus, uh, really there's no residual flavor. It's not like whatever you cook in coconut oil is going to taste like coconut. So don't, just because you don't like the flavor of coconut, that doesn't mean you should stay away from that as an oil. In fact, there's lots of benefits to coconut oil, and I'm going to talk about that right now. Um, it's a, uh, a medium-chain triglyceride, an MCT. Now, there's, um, remember Bulletproof Coffee? You know, you, you put this MCT oil and butter in your coffee in the morning, and it was brain fuel, and it really was. It was the fat in that coconut. It acted, it, it, it's a fuel. In fact, it is enough for some people to actually skip a meal and just drink their coffee and get through their day and still perform well and well. Uh, both in in their in their mind and in their body, but that's not me. I think I've made that statement plenty. Um, coconut oil is really easy for the body to break down and metabolize. Um, lots populations that eat a lot of coconut are healthy. Okay, um, people a lot of them around the world have thrived on uh, on coconut and coconut fat for generations. Uh, Coconut oil can help you burn more fat, all right? Uh, Medium chain triglycerides in coconut oil have been shown to increase calorie burned over 24 hours by as much as 5%, potentially leading to significant weight loss. 5%, you're probably going, eh, 5%. But this is not a 5% discount, folks. This is 5% um, boost to your metabolism. Now, I talked last week about hydration, how you start your day off with at least 17 ounces of water and it boosts your metabolism 30%. Well, you add another 5% to that, we're at 35%. So you can see that all these little steps you take are um, steps towards uh, improvement in your in your diet. Your nutrition is a big part of your of your uh, your well being fit. Nutrition is a big part of being fit, and it's not just passing the eye test. It's not just how you look, but it's how you feel and how you perform. You got to put the right fuel in your body if you want to perform and feel well. Um, Okay. Coconut oil can kill harmful microorganisms. You can put it in your mouth and you can flush it. You know, you let it sit in your mouth and you can draw out, um, you can draw out, uh, bad bacteria in the mouth. It'll kill bacteria. So that's a great way to uh, give yourself a good flush. 
Another thing that I'd used, I tried, and, and I may have uh, shared this with some of you at one point, that is uh, rub a little coconut oil on any kind of toe fungus, toenail fungus you have, and it will cure it. It will take it away, and uh, and I, I'm, I've experienced that myself. So a little bit of coconut oil on your toenails, and you're good to go, all right? So it can also reduce your hunger. It's a fat it has a satisfying feeling. Your your body recognizes it as something that's that's uh, going to release that satiety hormone. Uh, fatty acids and coconut oils turn into ketones. All right, coconut oil can improve blood and cholesterol levels. It's good for your skin. It's good for your hair. Um, it can protect it against sun damage. Fatty acids and coconut oil can bro- can boost brain function in Alzheimer's patients. So there you go. Alzheimer's patients, huh? There's there's a use, but you know, you, we need fat in our diet for our brain. Think of what your brain is made of. Your brain's made of fat. So if somebody calls you a fathead, that's a compliment, man. That means you got a big old brain in that bucket. All right, uh, coconut oil can help you lose fat, especially harmful abdominal fat. Yes, enough said about that, right? That's enough reason. All of that is enough reason to give coconut oil a try. Um, Avocado oil, you know, I can read down the list of avocado oil and it's going to be very similar to coconut oil, very similar. Um, Olive oil is not the answer. Use olive olive oil at room temperature, but no warmer than that. You get it above 100 degrees and uh, and you can actually it starts to break down. It's um, it doesn't have the same kind of value. Now. I gave you marching orders last week, and that was to get hydrated, all right? Drink half your ounces in water. I told you to give up sugar. I told you to give up booze, even though I didn't do either one of those. Shame on me, but it wasn't about me. It's about you, right? This is about you. Get out your pen and your paper because this is your next marching order. I want you to figure out how many calories you need to sustain life. Man, we're out of time. I can't believe it. I left you with that. Go to Google your BMR, all right? There's an equation on there. I won't rattle it off quick enough for you to write it down and squeeze it into our amount of time that I have left. And I knew I was going to run out because there's just so much to talk about. And I'm condensing a whole lot of whole lot of information into a really small window. So um, Google your BMR. Figure out what you need for calories to sustain life and what you need to... Um, to fuel your activity level and uh, figure that out and then come up with with your number of calories that you need and uh, and then uh, email me we'll talk about how you're going to fill that number how you're going to uh, develop your your strategy all right stay away from trans fats stay away from processed sugar especially high fructose corn syrup and don't go near the yellow the yellow is bad and i'm talking about artificial sweeteners all right, guys. So next week, um, it's going to be a replay. I'm going to replay debunking diets because it seems appropriate. You guys should know um, uh, how to make the choice on your uh, your nutrition plan. This is Michael Scog. Thanks for tuning in for my uh, nutrition part two, and there's going to be a part three, and that's going to be a live broadcast from Iceland in two weeks, and um, and I am going to have the mountain on there with me if all goes well. Anyway, uh, this is, uh, again, you only stronger on the Voice America Network, the Variety Channel. Thanks for tuning in, and you guys stay strong, and we will see you soon. 
Report. Thank you for listening this week to You Only Stronger. Please join your host and fitness expert, Michael Skog, again next Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember to do Michael's assignment this week, and we'd love to hear your feedback on next week's show. 